Welcome to the We Never Knew podcast. Today's guest is longtime friend, mentor, father, business owner, and great person, Dries Pruis. We talk about a plethora of things that we have no clear understanding of, but have chosen to talk about. Uh, for reasons um, that I just surely can't get any other guest on. <laughs> and so Dries has graciously um, accepted and has taken ownership now um, of the We Never Knew podcast and uh, as far as I can tell, uh, will be co-host until he chooses otherwise. Um and with that being said, this episode is primarily an uh, hour and 45 minutes of bullshit um, that you, uh, as a listener, might find informative and beneficial to your day-to-day -day sanity. Enjoy. Did um, what is it about my concealed gun that has you so that has me so disappointed? No, in the fact that you didn't the, see it. The fact that I missed that you have a concealed weapon on you—that is kind of an obvious concealment. Yeah, I should have known. I not maybe. I, yeah, I feel like okay, I should have noticed. But what? Why are you so disappointed that I didn't notice? Is it? Are you questioning my manhood and my inability to be spatially aware of what's yeah. going on? Is that yeah. what's going on? Actually, yeah. is that what's happening? Although I'll give you a pass. Because... Yeah, considering you came over to my house <laughs> without any intention to start a fight with me, or you know, go to right. You know, we're not. Right. It's not like we're gonna have exactly. A you trust Alexander, me, right? We're not having an Alexander, you know, Aaron Burr uh, pistol duel. That's not why no. we're here. No. No, so I give you a pass. But I will say, me personally, Nor would if I... it was somebody that walking into my house, yeah, I'm going to see that you have a gun right right away when you walk through the door. I see it every time a police, most police officers, friends that walk into my house that are religious about carrying a concealed firearm, I see it right away. But that's also because I'm obvious. I'm already oriented to looking for certain tells. Okay, so fair. No, that's <clears> fair. <throat> I will add this: uh, you weren't invited over here to show off your pistol. No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> nor uh, would I suspect you were coming. I wouldn't suspect. Seems that, out of place. Well, it's just that I wouldn't suspect you coming over here thinking something might go down, and I right. better have my stuff. I'm going to Dries' house. He lives in a rough neighborhood. Well, the point of carrying a gun, Dries, is to is a sheer matter that we can't always anticipate when things are going to go down. No, and that's true, and that's why I somewhat liken. Uh, but I do have a I do have a legit a more legitimate reasonable. Anyways, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. But no, to <clears> your <throat> point, I often liken the ownership of a firearm to the ownership of a fire extinguisher in your kitchen. Yeah. Or garage or on your boat. You right. don't set out to cook something 
or go in your garage to work on something or take a joy ride in your boat thinking yeah. this might catch on fire or I'm expecting it to catch on fire. However, you do want to be pre- prepared yeah. in the event that a fire happens. So right. I, you know, totally, right. uh, there's no judgment in that. In fact, how many people have fire extinguishers and never have used them? Um, Me? yeah, actually I've never used a fire I've extinguisher. I've never fucking used a fire extinguisher. For a fire. In fact, it's only been for goofing off. Right. Ex- See? But nobody thinks you shouldn't have a fire extinguisher. And nobody says, hey, you should probably try and use that fire extinguisher first before you actually are in a situation where it's dire. You should need to know how it works. Yeah. Or it would be wise to have a proper understanding of how your fire extinguisher works. For the kinetic mind, it's probably going to be very simple. It's They have it freaking, you know, dummy proof enough that you can just figure it out on the fly. But still... In understanding anything, any kind of precautionary tool that you have, you should know. Right. You should. Yeah. You should have some basic understanding of how to use it. But I to go back to your disappointment <clears throat> yeah. that I didn't recognize your concealed firearm, which was not very yeah. well concealed. Yeah. However, I couldn't see it, but it was kind of obvious. Right. In the same manner, like if I were wearing <laughs> spandex and yeah. I was an eighteen-year-old boy. Exactly. And you know, I saw a girl. <laughs> And I saw a girl in yoga pants. It would be hard to conceal uh, my 18-year-oldness. Your 18-year-old boner? Yeah, my boner. Now, but so I bring this up because uh, a few weeks back, I was having a conversation with my brother who um, has a different background professionally than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have two different personalities. I would... Uh, venture to say he might think, um, as maybe do you being disappointed that I didn't recognize that because I'm not spatially aware of, uh, I haven't sort of done a survey of the room and who's there, you know, what this person that's just coming to the room is all about. He has a concealed firearm. I didn't even notice it, so on and so forth. Yeah. Where my brother, he would notice that. Um, I do think he's very spatially aware in a group setting or any sort of interacting mm-hmm. uh, interaction with another person as i feel like i am also spatially aware i know what's um i do pay attention to the room who's yeah. in it yeah however do, i think um it was interesting because in our conversation it was um sort of determined that um it's two different spatial awarenesses. Mm. Um, he tends to come from the um, from the perspective of um, sort of surveying the room from a, a risk management right. uh, angle, and um, so he's you know who's the biggest guy in the room, right? What might be a perceived threat? If something went bad, where are the exits? Um, You know, if in the event um, there's an emergency, um, is there an AED or whatever on the wall or, you know, one of those heart or like, you know, heart attack things or something, you know, just something like that, right? My spatial awareness doesn't come from quite the cynical 
um, or pessimistic angle and not saying, I don't say pessimistic to put a negative connotation on his style, but my style tends to come from the vantage point of, uh, is, um, what is this person thinking? Yeah. Um, is everyone comfortable? Do, um, is there anything I can do to make sure everyone's having a good time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm spatially aware, maybe a little bit more about uh, what they might be thinking. Does that make sense? Or yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm more concerned with their quote unquote feelings. Yeah. Or I think you can live in both worlds, though. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, and I think I've sort of, um, uh, I don't look at the world with rose colored glasses. Right. Um, but. Uh, he has a military background, right? And he's a joyful guy and a funny guy, like a fun guy to be in a group setting. Um, but has a uh, his general filter tends to be more risk management, right? Where um, I've actually neglected that. Where in just in these in recent years, have I started to? Um, I think activate my mind in that way to recognize like what could go wrong. Um, who, you know, what might be the risk here? Um, and sort of get a little pessimistic, not, not, not from a jaded, um, standpoint, but, um, um, you know, to be, I think for me, it's, I'm now at a point where, Hey, I should, probably i should probably be prepared in the event of um of a, a variety of different scenarios mm-hmm. our neighborhood's on fire do i have right. a go bag do i do we have a plan for the um what am i grabbing last minute if i have no time to grab anything what am i grabbing right right if i have um a good warning of what to do in the event of an emergency or whatever you know what is what what are you know checking all of our boxes right yeah yeah so get the boat hooked up that was a long-winded um kite but uh no i know you yeah you're a new i'd say i'd say you're a newer gun owner too right yeah no so for it's sure. like it's in the within last, the past two years yes is when you kind of started picking uh shotgun. 2018 was my first firearm purchase right so you know and that and you were it's not like it didn't sound like you know because we were working together at that time. Yeah. It didn't sound like you were ever against guns nope. necessarily. It just was always been pro two A. Right. It just wasn't an active thing yeah. for you. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Um, always uh, very pro Second Amendment and um, pro gun ownership. Yeah. Um, and it, to be perfectly honest, I had never taken the time to um equip myself yeah with a firearm yeah and um um have used had used firearms on many of occasions grew up in a house with firearms mm-hmm. um and in fact that was one of the reasons initially why I didn't have a firearm because yeah. if I needed one for hunting or if I needed one to go have fun at the range or whatever there was one available to me so um yeah you know that's amazing that's amazing to me that yeah. you are that you've gone 30 
let's just say 30 years. Yeah. You know, right? Mm-hmm. In a, in a roughly. Right. Since you're a young adult mm-hmm. and never having a firearm or needing one for that matter. That's amazing too. Um, but just the, just the sheer fact of not having one, it's like, you know, I'm 26 and I got freaking, and there's tw- other 26 year olds out there that's gun collection would already, would put my small one to shame, you know? Yeah. Like the few guns that I have to shame. I just think it's interesting. Like, yeah, that you've never had one. Right. Even though you've had them at your accessibility, knowing who you are and the type of person you are that you never just said, even just for the heck of it, just like, I don't want to go, I want to go buy a gun because just because I want one or whatever. Yeah. And I think, um, that, that the, I think one of the other, you know, you know, like I just said that I didn't, I, I never really took the time to equip myself. Yeah. But sort of going back to my general perspective in in like a um in a public setting or or just my spatial awareness. Right. Um I don't really uh, my initial thoughts aren't of the um risk management type. Yeah. Um and I I just I tend to come from the if I'm going to buy something. Yeah. I want it to be a practical purchase. Right. Right. Um, and when you don't necessarily tap into the dangers going on around you and being prepared for those dangers, right. You don't initially think that uh of the practicality of it, maybe. Right. Not that I would discredit the practicality of a firearm, but um and then it, the utilitarian or the the utility of it from a hunting standpoint, um was apparent to me mm. um, because I was a hunter when I was younger. Um, but all through most of my 20s and 30s, I was I didn't make time for hunting, right? right? So then uh, it wasn't necessarily, you know, if I had, then it, there, was a, there would be a practical um, yeah. impulsion to go and buy one. So, right. yeah. But uh, no, I love guns, though. In yeah. fact, um, I now have four or five. Right, I think I'd have to think about it, but I have a I have a little a little stash now. Yeah, and um, I hope to more. Yeah, I totally hope to acquire uh, such a variety. Um, that I love the utility of them. I love the the recreation of them and the 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 art. Uh, the art of them, you know, right. or the craftsmanship of them as well. I right. think that's uh, like it's just kind of cool to see a neat you know firearm piece too yeah you know right no i i agree i mean that uh colin no noir said it best i think in one of maybe in joe rogan's podcast or something but he's like it's an explosion it's a controlled explosion in your hands how how is that how can you not how can any man that's a young boy who's played with fireworks and all sorts of other explosive shit, not find that to be just enthralling beyond imagination. You, We are controlling and directing a frickin' little explosion in the air. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And then to be able to do it from thousands of yards away, that's like fucking mind-blowing. Right. You yeah. know? 
if you think about it in that in those grandiose uh, way, just technology and how far things have come. But I've I also grew up with a slightly paranoid father. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. <laughs> so that that's definitely that's definitely played a part in you know how I use guns today. Uh, you know, in like carrying, in just practicing, getting used to uh, the reason why I was carrying it is because it's fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, like it is uncomfortable to carry a firearm. Open carry alone is uncomfortable. Just a just a sheer if you're doing anything, it's yeah. not having a having a freaking five pound weight that gets caught on shit strapped to the side of your hip mm-hmm. if you're carrying it you know on your hip or if you, let alone appendix appendix carry is is uncomfortable as fuck you know so if you're carrying a full-size you know a semi full-size gun uh you know this is a glock 43 which is a pretty subcompact gun. that's subcompact yeah you know but let alone a glock 19 or glock 17 which still fallen into that glock that compact subcompact range those guns are slightly bigger than this one. Glock 17 would be full size, Gabriel. Glock 19. But, Glock 19 yeah. is compact. I guess. I mean, I and I don't know everything 43? there is to know on guns, but Yeah, 43 subcompact. Yeah. Okay. Or Glock 26 subcompact. Yeah. Well, but I could imagine it being or, uncomfortable. I've not concealed oh, carry. Oh, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, I haven't so. carried on the regular. Yeah, you have to get used to it. You know, bending over and fucking having that thing stab into your groin and being, you know, the thoughts of possibly just a stray round might pop off and fucking blow your hip girdle into a soup bowl. However, that sounds like the risk you're willing to take, Gabriel. <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that it's extremely unlikely to happen. Yeah. Like, unless I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, right. You know? So, um, but it's still one of those things. You have to think about it, right? But, oh, yeah. I find it interesting that we're, um, well, and perhaps you started the conversation with um, removing your concealed weapon. Well, I'm sitting down, and so it was fucking bugging me. And <laughs> right, we're in a, I'm, we're in a safe space, so yeah, you know, safe safe space. So you've disarmed yourself, but within right. reach. Right. Yeah. Two two men sitting down for a chat. Yes. You know, it's an evening chat. An evening chat. Two men. Of course, we yes. might talk about firearms. Gentlemen, gentlemen don't carry concealed weaponry when they're having a an ambassadorial chat over the. The woes of the world. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> we will set the record straight. It is one of those things that, uh, yeah, if you're just not looking for it, you're not going to see it. And I have to, because that's another thing too, a, a element of carrying a concealed firearm is that you're constantly thinking about whether or not you're telegraphing the fact that you're carrying a firearm. Mm. And the more, like, the more I do it, the more I'm like, these motherfuckers ain't even paying attention. You know, right? And more, and if I am going to carry, then it's gonna. I'm gonna try and dress more appropriately. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a fucking, you know, fitted shirt, so it's 
slight large medium. By the way, it looks great on you. Well, I appreciate that, but it doesn't lend itself to carrying concealed firearms. No, but sometimes or concealed that's, anything. Sometimes that's the price you pay for looking Can't good. Even conceal these guns. Oh, I know. When you flex your biceps, oh. it's like flexing the <laughs> sleeve of the shirt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, one of the upsides, I think, to being a firearm owner. Yeah. handler, user, is a constant state of reverence for potential harm or mm-hmm. um, uh, the disaster of mishandling. Right. Does that make sense? I think. Yeah, when I think about it all the time. Yeah, and you can't ever not think about it. Mm-hmm. To not think about it would be, well, it's potentially catastrophic. Yeah, the way I will finish your question. No, I'm sorry. I'm kind of thinking as I'm yeah. uh, as I'm talking, which doesn't always go very well. So. No, it's, and it's fun. Going to probably probably be reflected in the quality of our conversation. No, I just don't want to cut you off. No, I'd love to hear your thoughts in case you're kind of thinking along the same lines I am. Well, yeah. No, I think about the I think in the absence of the uh in a world absence of firearms which I think actually goes on in people's homes that don't have firearms. Yeah. You actually have this um sort of naive uh I thought in your mind that there's n- less potential for danger not because you don't own the firearm but just the the sheer sense that the world is a little more rosy yeah than it really is yeah but the the uh the actual experience of owning a firearm i think lends its uh itself to being a uh, you know sort of putting you in uh, maybe a little bit more real place mentally mm-hmm of the potential for bad things uh, like something bad might happen with the farm i think we um i'm having a terrible time i think sort of yeah um do you think i think what are are you saying that if you're carrying a firearm you might manifest a situation in which you'd have to use it no that, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I felt I could, like I heard. I could see where you might think I'm thinking <clears throat> that. Although that I realize what you yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm realizing what you started off with is that you're as you're carrying a firearm in a public space. Yes, you in the same way are carrying it with more trepidation. In the same way, when you're not a licensed driver. Yeah. Um. I think there's more of a tendency to think that cars um, are a benign mechanical device that simply take you from point A to point B. Right? Right. Um, If you've never been in an accident of any type, a car might just be this benign mechanical device that takes you from point A to point B. Okay. Okay? Um, So let's sort of do away with... um, the firearm piece 
and just liken it to my I'll liken my point to this theme instead the um the moment you have a little uh you get your license right yeah and two days later you're pulling into the parking lot and you're like yeah I got this I got my license I'm good to go everybody in the whole wide world has permitted me to drive wherever I want to I got this card in my hand that says I can drive yeah and that I'm a safe driver well guess what you are not a safe driver unless at every moment you're paying attention. Every yeah. moment. You can't ever let up. Right. The moment you ever let up on thinking safety, def- defensive driving, right. paying attention, looking for potential po- uh, possible scenarios uh, that could go wrong, or in the event that something in the event that something does go wrong, you have an out. Yeah. Like I'm gonna if if I got a blowout right now. I'm going to limp to the side here. If somebody starts swerving into my lane from here, I'm going over here, right? Yeah. You have to think about these things. Yeah, 100%. And the moment you actually have a little fender bender or a, maybe let's just say a, an outright full-on uh, wreck between you and another vehicle, you now have a full understanding that you have been driving a 5,000-pound steel missile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of, um, to circle that long-winded um, point back to the firearm, I think a firearm, firearm is another um, mechanism to help you um, gain an understanding of danger mm-hmm. without having, um, but perhaps without having to experience the danger, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and having serious reverence for the for the possibility that you can cause that you can cause unrepairable harm and damage yeah. if you are sleeping at the wheel. Absolutely. Yeah, literally just... whether it be literally at a car or carrying a firearm or operating a boat or operating a tractor or doing the things we do right it's good yes. it reapplies to everything it applies to everything but i see what you're i think what you're saying is that it that a gun re-highlights that the the importance yeah. of being fucking here yeah it tunes you in right to being on not yeah. paranoid but on no and it forces you it well hopefully it forces you to ask yourself to place yourself in hi- in your own little hypothetical situations cuz you're cuz the reason you're carrying a gun is for the is for the possibility that someone might want to do harm to you so as you place yourself in those situations where people might want to do harm to you well the first thing i say is to myself the la- or the principle that i kind of apply to myself and my brain when I, with a firearm is the last thing I want to do is pull is bring this firearm out. That is the one that is so far down on the priority list that it that I hope 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 and do everything that I can that I don't have to do it. Right. That's how I view it personally. Um, and so when I place my brain in those hypothetical situations. I try to come up with more creative ways to try and either work around or through or with whoever it is, whatever it is that's trying to do me harm 
so that I don't have to use this gun. And it's that, and it's it's kind of that's kind of weird because if I didn't have this gun, I would my knee jerk reaction would probably be let's fucking brawl or let's fight or get in probably more confrontation oddly yeah. enough, which is totally backwards, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> um another thing I always look for is whether or not somebody's carrying a pocket knife. Like and even just like the little one you can kind of see clipped. Yeah, yeah, just just like a pocket you can see clip. it clipped. I always I always I'm always looking at, you know, most people are right-handed. Not but, I. <laughs> not you. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but I'm always looking at people's pockets, like to see if they're carrying a knife or if they're carrying anything at all in their front pockets or I'm not, I'm a fucking weirdo. I'm just always scanning people's shit. And, uh, it's funny. Not a lot of, very few people carry pocket knives. Very, very few people carry pocket knives. Um, which is odd to me because a lot of the people that I associate with are knife geeks, right? Yeah. Um, but most people are more inclined to use a pocket knife or a knife in the defense of themselves because of the ease of carry or whatever in most circumstances than a firearm, probably just for like a, you know, a practicality. Um, but a pocket knife is, is, oh, I would consider it to be way more lethal in most situations that you will find yourself in, I think. Be it a late night at a bar, be it, uh, you and your girl out to dinner and some dude's trying to talk some trash and want some trouble or whatnot. I personally believe that a pocket knife will do way more damage than a gun will um, in less amount of time and probably uh, be more put you, the repercussions of using a knife are likely to put you in more uh, um, trouble after the fact than a firearm, if that makes sense just by the sheer harm that you can do with it. Yeah. You know, if I, you know, you could, you could stab somebody freaking five different times in five different places and, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's going to uh, sound great on the audio. Yeah, well, f- whatever. Man. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, you're such a stickler for the audio. Um, <laughs> It's like a podcast is all audio or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> They can't see your, they can't see your eyebrows. That's true. They can't see. Do my you expression. pluck your eyebrows? No. No. Do you do any trimming of your eyebrows no. whatsoever? Not at all. Are you happy with your eyebrows? I don't give a fuck about my eyebrows. Okay, that's fine. Why? What are you gonna say? No, about I just eyebrows? think when I look at your, your eyebrows, not yeah. your. Are you, when I look at your brow, mm-hmm. which entail your eyebrows. Yeah. It kind of looks like you're you don't have enough eyebrow. Do you ever feel like you don't have enough eyebrow? I'm missing a lot of side brow, I think, like on the side of my cranium. Okay, it's a lot of top brow, maybe. Maybe, I just feel like you have more like real estate to cover that's not being covered. Well, I got a big ad. I'm a fucking Neanderthal. Well, 
I'm looking you, at your eyebrows right now. It what looks do you like think? they're about to freaking come down and cover your eyes. I know Natalie gets so bent out of shape about my eyebrows because <laughs> I got grandpa eyebrows, dude. Yeah. Like my, I, I don't. Yeah, they're. I don't tri- like. They're like I know it's like <laughs> you ever seen a grandpa's eyebrows? Yeah, lots. they're just. I mean, they're going in every direction, and they're yeah. like they're pointing outward and upward and downward. It's like yeah. it's like interlocked fingers. That's like their grandpa eyebrows, and it just drives Natalie crazy. When I was a kid, I used to just fucking yank these hairs to Maybe punish yourself. Why. Dude, I don't know. Was it to punish yourself? I, were no. you or were you trying to look good? I'll let I think it. it was just like a man's way of plucking his own brows. No. Yeah, sometimes cuz sometimes it'll come real low on the side of my eye. Over okay. here, just little scragglers. Sort you of. You know? Little peep 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 peep. Yeah. And I would see them and I would just pull them out. Like a your caveman roots. Yeah. Like, I do that with my nose hairs too. Yeah, I do that with my nose hairs. I just grab them yeah. and like you got to get a good pinch, mm. get a good yeah. pinch on those <laughs> on those nose hairs, and then it's just a quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no, feel no. good when you get a. You good... do you're like, and you're yeah. like, you look at it. You look at that nose hair, and you're like, oh yeah, that one's gone for yeah. good. Yeah, out of my life. Yeah, I think it's. I wonder if that's okay. It's been working for me. It's and been working for me. Grow like weeds. Yeah, no, it works for me. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Eschatology advice from Dries and Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Eyebrows and nose hairs. I appreciate you doing this. Again, I'll continue every time we do a podcast. I'll just continue to let you know that I appreciate it. And the reason why I appreciate it is that I'm finding more and more people are scared. I've asked two other people since our last one. Oh, really? Ghosted my ass. Ghosted you? Ghosted my ass. Well, without naming names, were they just pe- like friends? And you're one like, hey, I'm- is a friend. And yeah, both are friends. I- all of them have been friends. And you said, "Hey, buddy, I'm I'm uh, starting a podcast. I've recorded a couple times. Yeah, well, super stoked about the podcast. Like all of them. And they're oh, all like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. cool. You're making a podcast. Oh, yeah, and then it. you drop the line, uh, the question. Right. Hey, would you like to record an episode with me? <laughs> and they just don't respond. Ghosted. Oh, ghosted. Ghosted. Well, they're still your friend though, right? And on Instagram. Oh. So it says I've. So it says they've seen it. Oh right. Okay. Dude, straight ghosted, and so I wait. laugh every time. I'm like, people are scared. Are they? It's not discouraging to me, but it's a. Uh, it's surprising. Okay. Actually, it's not surprising. I'm just. It is surprise. Okay, it is surprising, because I've never done anything like this before. Yeah. But I would have thought that, at least some, at least a, a handful of the people that are close to me and that usually have things to say uh, and are, I would consider to be wise, would be open to it. Right. And so far, it's not the case. Well, and I think it's, I think it's common when you're excited about something. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah. And you're excited about it. And even if somebody else kind of shares in your excitement, for them to maybe not reciprocate it, whether I mean, it doesn't have to be this podcast. It could be with many things. Um, you're like, man, what's their problem? Like, why <laughs> well, doesn't that sound like a good idea? So at first, it sounds like a great idea to me. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, the way I see it is just a casual chat. Yeah. But at first, I was thinking, man, what's people's deal? And then I said, maybe it's me. 
<laughs> and that's and that's probably the truth 100 percent. it's it's probably me do you think what do you think they're afraid of as it relates to you like something that you might well they're people i know so they know me well you and said they know... you said instagram message or um, no i don't know if you said instagram but you said um it was like through message so do you yeah. do you know them personally like you could go yeah. to their front door of their house oh yeah yeah so it's not just like an Instagram friend that you met. No, it was like and you were, like there was already a little conversation started over message. Oh, okay. You know, about some of the stuff that I was doing on Instagram, you know, with the blacksmithing. And then there were already people that I was that I thought would be interesting people to talk to. And so I figured, well, I would just I'll just ask right now. Yeah. You know, you seem to be hyped about what I'm doing here on Instagram. Yeah. Do you want to come and record a podcast? Yeah. Do you want to come record a podcast too? Fucking crickets. <laughs> Total crickets. Total crickets. That's so funny. It's, it, it is funny. But, it's you know, interesting. I'm curious. But. It's hard to, I think in the in this day and age, it's just easier to, to turn the crickets on. Yeah. Than to say no, I right. no, no, I'm too like. Just say no. If you said no, you're like I'm gonna hurt their feelings. If you <laughs> say, well, I I've been really busy. I don't know if I'll ever have time. Then you know you're kind of they know they're lying. So maybe they don't yeah. want to and they don't want to lie. Yeah, you're leading a girl on. It's tricky. It is tricky. But that being said, it makes me laugh because I know it's kind of making them squirm. Yeah, and I, I really don't care. I you really can enjoyed. Just tell me no. Yeah, I really enjoyed our last conversation. Oh, I thought maybe did it stop recording? No, it didn't. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I really enjoyed our last conversation. Right, and um, I think this is fun. Yeah, uh, and so I'm willing to do however many you want to do. I'll do however many you want to do with you. So I'll do however many you want to do. <gasps> did we? Because you're the only. Because <laughs> you just become friends. <laughs> yeah, dude. Straight up. Um. Yeah, maybe we'll have to change the title of this podcast. No, so the title is <clears throat> We Never Knew, right? Okay. Is that did we say that? Well, that, yeah. but that's kind of what the first couple episodes that had a title of We Never Knew. I think this might be a good segue, Gabe, for you to talk a little bit about hmm. um why a podcast? Why a podcast? What do you want to achieve with this podcast? Um or any of the other variants of that question that people have said, "What's the point?" Yeah. What's the point of yeah. a podcast? Like, it seems like you need to have a point. Right. Um, the point is, is to talk about and talk to people and things we never knew. Okay. Boom. There's Boom. a point. Like, I never knew you were even concealed carrying. Yeah, you, you never here. knew I was carrying a gun. I never and you knew. never knew why. No. Now I do. Now you do. And now you know why you should. Well, Maybe. I don't know that everybody should, but people that are... Uh, capable and responsible, I think they should. Right. Yeah. Or maybe now you know why you shouldn't for some of the... There for, you go. A good reason to know why you shouldn't. Right. If you're uncomfortable, then you certainly shouldn't. Right. Right. Uh, but more importantly, I uh, the very simple, straightforward goal was to... I like talking to people. Yes. And I like um, I like talking to people one-on-one. I'm not a group person, so I'm not a extrovert in that sense, I think. Okay. 
or at least it does. Or uh, if I'm in those settings, it doesn't fill me up. It drains me, mm-hmm. and I need to go and be alone for a long time after. Long time. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, but talking to people one on one, it really fills me up, um, especially because I'm able to just focus on that person and have a very uh, try and have a high quality conversation, possibly learn something uh, that I can utilize in my own life. And, um, to be able to offer that in a recorded audio form, um, to other people that might have a similar, uh, similar way of doing things. Yeah. Um, which seems to be the case because podcasting and these interview style podcasts with XYZ guests seem to be pretty hot at the moment. And it makes sense, uh, I think, because our mainstream media is on the complete opposite spectrum of that. And um, to finish that thought... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. The goal was to, uh, to have people that nobody ever knew either. So local people in our area here in the... East Bay area that yeah. just people that are doing that are making the sausage here in local politics, local business, local agriculture, uh, regular people that, you know, in the vast majority of this 350 million plus nation will never probably be, you know, known on a national scale. Um, but have great insight and um, have been successful in their own right. Right. And I th- and people I think are uh, of value and value to learn and listen to. So that's it. We never knew. We never knew. People we never knew. This is sure. basically it. I was uh, pondering earlier today. Uh, I think that the podcast medium – might be my favorite. Oh media, yeah, by far. Um, I very much love YouTube. I love videos. You get to see, you know, something going on. Um, but the podcast is where it's at yeah. uh, for conversations. For um, um, uh, articulating a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. Um, that you just can't get by uh, if you're going to tune into any news that's on your television, yeah, whether it's cable or internet, what have you. Boy, is it sure suspect. Not, I mean, you're not going to get the whole story because they don't have enough time, Mm-mm. they're going to break to commercial, and then by the time they come back to commercial, they'll have an expert on. And that expert will talk for five minutes. You can't break down a concept, no. thought, or theory, or idea in five minutes. Yeah, not at all. And I'm not even a like a uh, a twenty thousand word a day person. Yeah, you know, it's not like I'm going to be talking on end like crazy. Uh, but when you absorb uh, media whether it be news or 
somebody's expert opinion or learn, getting to know somebody, it takes time. Right. You're not getting that in um, even a, something that would, like a documentary might be an hour and a half, but that's still going to be, you don't have, you don't, it's still something produced for your consumption with an agenda. Right. And not that a podcast couldn't have an agenda, but if you're having casual conversation, you're going to get a good feel for where that person's coming from. Right. You know, I don't know. And not only that, if, if that conversation is a sit down conversation in person between two people, you and I, yeah, it's totally different. Yes. Doing, doing a virtual, doing that little virtual podcast with the, with my boys, the gay straight guys podcast. Uh, is that the title of <laughs> yeah, your that's podcast? The title gay of straight guys. Yeah, and that super cool. But and they live in different different states, and so they have to do it virtually. So it just makes it a little bit tougher for them to do. But and the podcast that we did was still great. It was still good. Yeah. But it's not the same at all. To me and you sitting here, I can look at you. I'm. I feel like an in-person podcast, I'm way more at ease. I can see your body language. I can, you know, see if you're carrying a concealed weapon. <laughs> you know if there's any danger on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. But in I case can... I get my pistols up. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, so I can better gauge how the conversation is going and how, uh, what I might want to say how I might want to explain myself or whatever versus on a virtual thing. Uh, and I didn't have good internet, so I couldn't even really see him on the, on, on the, the screen, on the screen. So it was So I'm just talking to the wall and I'm kind of like listening, you, you know, it's more of just like a phone call at that point. And phone calls are better, you know, than, than say text. But even then on a phone call, it's kind of like, you're not going to have a three hour conversation in a, on a phone call about articulated thoughts and things that are going on and what you know in your personal life um in the most effective way you can do it you know i've done it most people have had long conversations over the phone and there are meaningful conversations on the phone but it's it's not doesn't touch you know you know the in person. The in person doesn't yeah. even get close. So, uh, but yeah, I uh, feel like I derailed you, but no, uh, I totally agree. It's and that's a great segue into you know what you know these stupid fucking presidential debates. Tonight, I felt like they went a lot better. Tonight was a good debate. It was a good debate. I mean, <clears throat> the bar for good or bad was set really, really low. With the last debate. Right. So anything above that <laughs> might lead us to think, huh, that was a good one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. And it was. It. I feel like I didn't get to see all of it. I'm going to have to go back finish. and watch the closing. I'm going to have to go back and Because two. I think they're going to have some, they have some closing statements. We have to right. go back and watch that. Yeah. And I was, for a part of it, I was in the shower, but I had it cranked up so mm. I could hear it. Um. But even then, uh, even even the debate going better than it did the first time, two minutes, 
to articulate uh, the decisions you made in January to shut down the country over COVID is not enough fucking time. Right. You know, you're so, and then you're, and then not only that, not only are you having to address the question, but then you're having to address the allegations of the person you're debating right. in two minutes. Now, I understand the purpose of a, de- of a debate and that time frame is so that you, as a debater, have to concentrate and, and freaking stuff all the most important points into the best articulated version in two minutes, but, uh, or into a certain amount of time as a debate sport, right? Right. right. Um, I say that with quotation fingers, a debate sport. The fact of the matter is, this isn't the college debate team. This is the fucking presidential election. Right. Okay? Yeah, it's true. So we need more than two minutes. And and I bet if you gave... I bet if you gave Trump five minutes, he would still be running the clock down after five minutes. Definitely. If you gave Biden five to ten minutes, that motherfucker is going to start losing... That motherfucker's train of thought is going to go so far off track. Yeah. That, I know, you're right. I noticed as the debate went on, he was way losing steam. Totally. He, he came out pretty sharp, and I thought, hmm, he's on tonight. Yeah, but I thought so too. 45 <laughs> minutes in, an hour in, yeah, he was biding it up, you right. know, and uh, his... Not that I'm anyone to talk about the mumble mouth, but his mumble mouth was really mumbling and um you know mixing up his words yeah and saying the wrong thing you know saying saying well i'm not gonna i can't say whether or not he's saying the wrong thing but it appeared that he wasn't saying what he meant to say you know and he just can't hang like he gets tired homeboy's old dude homeboy is old one thing that i liked well that i liked uh about trump that a tactic that i saw that he was using in tonight's bait debate is that he gave on good on on good ideas that the Biden and that the left had uh had imp- had implemented in cert it, it was very minimal and you'd have to kind of like pay attention to what he's saying <laughs> yeah. when he is saying it but he was doing it and even though they even though he wasn't giving them an atta boy what I like, I use that tactic, and what I like about that tactic is that you're taking the good things from that person and making them yours. Right. And you're lit, you know, I, I keep doing the finger quotation, and you're in a way, in a way, you're not demeaning the other person, but you're, given that they already have a certain stance, they've kind of put them you're kind of in a box you know what i mean yeah so it's like okay i'm gonna take your good shit and i add it to my good shit and i I might not have all the best ideas i might have a couple shitty ones but now i have your good ideas (laughs) and i have my good ideas i'm winning and you can't fucking take them back i'm winning my argument exactly yeah yeah i saw biden do a little bit and it's a i think it's an empathetic in a way, there's a empathetic quality about it that people yeah, it's, an, it's to. an endearing quality, I think, when you do it when it's done right, right, uh, or maybe with good intentions. Um, 
I definitely saw Biden uh, do that. I don't think it was necessarily necessarily with an empathetic um, intent. Um, but the, early on, they're talking about uh, COVID protocol and what would be your your plan for uh, addressing uh, the COVID and um, yeah. what would that look like? And Biden's talking about um, basically all the things we're already doing. Exactly. Yeah, he mentions plexiglass um, at restaurants uh, and in stores. I'm thinking, wait a second, we already have that. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you're going to implement like what we've all, I mean, yeah. we're in California right. in the Bay Area where it's, um, you know, uh, fairly, um, uh, we're, we're hyper COVID. Right. I'll say that around here. And um, pretty much everything that Biden says like he would do, we're already doing that. And there are a lot of things like, so basically he's kind of doing, like he's taking these ideas that are already happening and saying, I'm going to do them to like make them, you know, people like, yeah, no, that's a good idea because that's what I've already seen too. And, um, and he's also talked about, you know, his, a lot of his ideas on what he would do. Trump's already done. Yeah. And which, not only, yeah, no, I was just going to, and, and I'm not trying to say like, I'm a, Trump guy, um, right? I don't. I'm not a guy of either of them, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think. Oh man, I don't know. I don't even yeah. know if I want to admit a position. On I've those already two. told. I've already. I I'm checking it for the orange man. Yeah, orange man, bad. Orange, orange man, man, bad. But he's but, getting it. But here's the thing. I will say this, and here this is what I like about podcasts. Yeah. Is we can have a like a, a discussion about this and um at least maybe i don't even this is what i like about talking to you gabriel yeah is we can talk about something and not agree and you're not going to scream and yell at me and, and tell me how stupid i am Mm-mm. but and i don't like trump's um personality but if i separate his personality from his track record Man, his track record is actually good. Good from the standpoint, and I'll, I'll I'll characterize good or or qualify good in the sense of he campaigned on something. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do this and that. Yeah. I'm going to help the economy. I'm going to lower. I'm going to uh, lower unemployment. I'm going to um, deal with China, North Korea, blah blah blah. Um, work on a peace deal in the Middle East. Mm. There's not a campaign promise that he really didn't deliver on. Right. I, I'm 41 years old, and I've, I've, I pay attention to politics. I voted almost pretty much every election since I was 18. There's not—I mean, even my favorite president in my lifetime didn't hold up to their campaign promises. Yeah. Obama didn't. Clinton didn't, Bush didn't, none of them do. They just don't. Most of the time, it's because they can't, or um, they're too worried about offending somebody if they actually followed through on it, right? Yeah. So, man, you got to kind of hand it to Trump in the sense that he at least, if nothing else, has done what he said he would do. Yeah. And nobody else can really, you know, you could say he should have done more or he shouldn't have done this, but right. he did do what he said he would do. Right. Right. Man, that's pretty impressive. 
dude, if the if the fruit matches the tree, right? Yeah. Then I'm I'm for that. If the fruit don't match the tree, we have bigger issues. Like that's an issue. Yeah. If you're an apple tree and you're making oranges, well, we didn't plant you to get oranges. We wanted apples. <laughs> you know, and that and you can poke through poke holes to that uh do that metaphor, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh that's kind of the way, yeah, that's kind of the way I see it. And I think we need to have more realistic expectations of our president and of our government. We expect we expect you to be the, right now it feels like mommy and daddy are having an argument. Right. And totally. they might get a divorce. Mommy and daddy aren't happy right now. Mommy and daddy are not happy right now and they're not able to have uh, a functional and productive <laughs> argument about how they're going to carry forward, you know? And not that, whatever, we won't dive too deep into that. But, you know, it's important. That's kind of what it feels like, is that mommy and daddy are having a real shitty conversation right now. And they and mommy's being a cunt and daddy's, <laughs> and daddy's being a cunt too. Yeah. You know? And we're both are being hard in their ways. And then you got freaking ant libertarian and fucking, <laughs> you know, whatever else hippie uncle green party and they're all wanting different things and the fact of the matter is is that i feel like our expectations of what the government should be doing for us are way too high and because we have so many expectations of it i think the i think we the people are crippling our own government and being functionable and actually carrying out the things that we desire as far as I can tell, in, a, in let's say in my marriage, I can just throw every plea that I have on my wife and thing that I don't like about her and things that I want to change. But the fact of the matter is I can throw freaking 20 things down that I say, this is what I don't like about you and what we're doing right now in our life. And the fact of the matter is that A, actually, if I do that, if I throw all 20 things down, it probably means that none of them are going to get addressed. If I throw down one or two things and say, hey, you know what, I think this whatever thing is bothering me, bothering me or that maybe we should head in this direction with our finances, If I, I feel like if I establish one or two things, then it's, oh, okay, what can we do to work towards that, right? And it seems like a much more achievable goal. So I don't know if it's a problem... I don't know if it's an expectation problem of the people in the United States just by sheer number. Possibly. But, you know, yeah. So I, I, that, that, when I start thinking about it, though, in those vast and existential way of 300-plus million people, it's crippling to, to me alone even just to think about it. And then I kind of have to, like, re- zoom back in on our local area and say, okay, let's... Uh, Get out of that. What is going on right now, right here? But um, what I thought was funny about this debate or one interesting thing um, was the whole tax thing. Did you catch that little part? Oh, uh, him calling Trump out on his taxes? Yeah. Right. 
One that was uh, simultaneously at the point when Trump was calling him out on the current Hunter Biden, right. Ukraine, Iranian, yeah, um, yeah, business dealings and all that shady stuff or whatever. And there's right now really heavy mounting evidence, um, yeah, pointing towards Biden being um, a key player in that. Legitimate evidence, right? Yeah, it's a, like, and it seems pretty clear. It. From the evidence shown, sure, what it, it at least warrants is all media outlets should be investigating into this. Yeah. Um, however, uh, a very select few seem it appropriate to um, even dig into the story. where And then you have Facebook and Twitter trying to mute it, basically, uh, to where they won't um entertain the idea of it at all right and man if i what's disappointing to me in all of this because i don't put my hope in the politics or a particular politician that would be in christ alone that would be where my hope is right my age um <clears throat> my age brings me comfort as well in that I've um, I've lived through a good handful of presidents that have done some good things, some bad things, and uh, most didn't deliver on um, what they said they would do and so on and so forth. My point in bringing that up is no one president is going to ruin our country. Right. It just isn't going to happen. I can't tell you how many times I've heard if so and so gets elected, are they're going to ruin our country? If if that man gets elected, the country's going to, going to hell in a handbasket. And the truth is, it's never as bad as you know the naysayers make it out to be. Um, it's never as good as the lovers of that particular person say it's going to be. There's no such thing as a presidential savior. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't put my hope in that. Um, and thank God that not every agenda they want to push gets through. Yeah. That's the beauty of the system we have is that it's really hard to mess it up. Um, I think my, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to this election being over because campaign things will, you know, um, start to slow down. The politics of things will start to slow down. I say slow down. Usually it stops. <laughs> I think in our current culture, it's just going to slow down Yeah, because, um, we won't know on election night as we normally do who would be the uh, next president. Yeah. I don't think we'd know that on election night. Likely we may not know it for the first month. Um, riots aren't going to go away, regardless of who uh, gets elected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it'll slow down because the campaigns will be over. Yeah. Uh, not just for the president, but for Senate seats and um, House seats and mayors and city council and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
Um, my biggest disappointment, particularly in this last seven months of campaigns, riots, COVID, I'm missing something, I'm sure, uh, scandals, this and that, impeachments, blah, blah, blah. Epstein. Pedophile rings. Yeah, pedophile rings. <laughs> Our media is garbage. Dude. That's my that's the biggest disappointment in my in this country right now is the media. Yeah. How difficult is it to find a source of news that when you hear the news, you think to yourself, No way, man, that's crazy. I think to myself, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna let some time play out. I don't, I, I can't mm. even tell if this is going to be true or not. Yeah, and and you name you name the event. It might be a police shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The first moment you hear about the police shooting, likely isn't the story, the exact story, the right story. Give it a few weeks after an investigation, and it's not anything like it was first portrayed. Right. Right. Um. All the like Mueller investigations with Russia and the collusion and stuff from four years ago and that campaign all turned out to be like they had they didn't even have a smoking gun. There's so many things uh, that the media will report on, just they don't care to be right, they care to be first, and that that's a terrible precedent. Yeah. They're not concerned with news. They're not concerned with news. They're concerned with a narrative. And that's all they're concerned with. And the narrative, you name it, whatever. I mean, it could be, mm-hmm. um, we could, somebody might ask, well, what's the narrative? It's whatever they want it to be. It's whatever they want it to be. It's terrible. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where I don't know I don't know where I want to start. Well, and back to the to the debate. I thought the moderator lady, I can't remember her first name. I don't something know. I don't Welker, care. I want to say. Yeah, um, I, I thought she did a good job. Um, she did do a good job. I meaning also I should not notice you. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't remember her name. Yeah. Right? Right. Because you're the you're the moderator. So I shouldn't remember your name because you're 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 the moderator. And you're not, I mean, we should remember Joe Biden's name and Donald Trump's name. There were some, a few little jabs that I kind of thought might have been a little biased to uh, Joe Biden, but ultimately I think she did a great job. Plus, the two candidates, which I totally were, was what had me cracking up, was it was they both entered the room and the approach that they took was we both know we sucked last time. Yeah. We both know that we sucked in the first debate. Nobody liked it. Yeah. It was it wasn't even entertainment. Yeah. Let alone informative or um uh helpful to any voters, you know, um ability to to make a good choice. Mm. And so they it seemed like they were really on good behavior on the uh I won't talk over the other person. And they talked about uh, muting mics, but they really didn't have to do that much, I don't think. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, it went well. 
<clears throat> or better, let's say. Um, I think Joe Biden should pay taxes on all those fucking contributions. 62%. Yeah. We'll let you keep your contributions. Pay. You're going to pay 62%, though, on all of it. Are you and talking I'll, about um, the uh, the scandal stuff? Yeah, that all money? the contributions that he got from that Ukrainian business, from different uh, businesses in Eastern Europe. Have you seen the? Uh, I'm gonna blank. I'm gonna get the name wrong. Um, Chasing the Dragon. No, I don't think so. I th- is that a Bruce Lee movie? <laughs> I fucking wish. <laughs> I think it's a, it's on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, fucking no. It's about Biden's son, freaking probably tracing the heroin dragon. Um, no, it, I think it's a play on kind of like Chinese um, politics and Hunter Biden and whatnot. Mm. But um, he wasn't just involved with China and Russia and the Ukraine in this little documentary that they did. Oh my gosh, where where was this documentary? Was it on Netflix? Had to have been on Netflix. Hmm. Maybe, to, maybe to, YouTube. It's called Chasing the Dragon. Yeah, I'm gonna get it wrong, but um We need a producer. We need a producer to look this up. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, the fact of the matter is is that they were getting millions of dollars from various different countries and uh various different organizations and i'm not well versed on all of it but the fact of the matter is is that i know it was not a singular incident and fine you want to uh keep the money which is not right in the first place but just for the sake of playing devil's advocate fucking pay taxes on that shit pay taxes on it i want 60 percent what if he had to pay the taxes and he didn't keep, get to keep the money? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> right? Yeah, you got to pay taxes on it and you don't get to keep it. <laughs> well, if you're not keeping it, it's got to be going somewhere. And it's it, if it's not staying in your pocket, it should be going in the tax pocket anyways. But, um, yeah, pay taxes on that shit if, if that's how we're going to play it out. And then... Oh Chasing gosh. the dragon is a slang phrase of Cantonese origin from Hong Kong referring to the inhaling the vapor from a heated solution of morphine, heroin, oxycodone, oxycodone, codone, codone, opium, or yaba. Oh, wow. I was right with my riff. Chasing the dragon. <laughs> I had <laughs> <Man>. no idea. <laughs> you, Gabe, you now have license to say whatever you want because it sounds like it's probably going to be true. Chasing the dragon. My intuition. By uh, the... Federal Bureau of Investigation chasing the dragon, the life of an opiate addict, Federal Bureau of In an effort to combat the growing epidemic of prescription drug and heroin abuse, the FBI and DA released Chasing the Dragon, the Life of an Opiate Addict, a documentary aimed at educating students and young adults about the no, dangers that's of addiction. Not it. That's not it. Come on, dude. This is it's straight up Hunter Biden's face on the front of it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to look more into that, folks. Sorry we couldn't come up with the exact folks. details of what we're talking about. Yeah. But that's what you get when you listen. Uh, you also they didn't have fact checkers at the debate. I felt they had fact checkers at the we Hillary Clinton one. At the end, they will. The fact oh, checkers the come. Oh, the last last yeah, one. Yeah, no, the fact checkers come after the debate. 
they'll do all the talking head stuff after the debate, and oh, they'll be I like, yeah, they... we have so-and-so here to fact check. And, well, you see, they were partially right in saying that, well, and technically it's marginally. Nope, that's just flat-out false. And that's shitty, too, because it's... I don't even well, trust the that, fact I don't checkers trust that at, either. at that I don't, point. I, exactly. How can CNN you... fact checkers and Fox News fact checkers and fucking Facebook and fact you know checkers. And you know what gets me? Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to the world that uh, prior to the Gosh. debate, um, Fox News was on. The t- I, So I watched the debate on YouTube TV. I open up YouTube TV and Fox News is just playing in the background when I open up the YouTube TV because the debate, the debate is just going to come on in about 20 minutes. Right. And literally within, I would say, five minutes of it being on, I thought, you know, no wonder people think the world is coming to an end. Yeah. Because just five minutes of this, I mean, people will have this on for hours. They'll watch it every day. Mm-hmm. No wonder you think the world is coming to an end. Yeah. Because to consume that, that's all you would be led to think. Is that this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And what's and the point? Is. And so, man, I just, I couldn't, I can't do it. In fact, my rule of thumb, Gabriel, as an older person. You keep referring to me. You did it in the last podcast, too. As Gabriel? Do you prefer that? Gabriel? Yeah. Do you prefer it seems real proper? It does, but it's um, it's your Christian name. Okay. What do you prefer? I'll call you baby whatever you want, baby. What you want me to no, call you? I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, nah, baby, you. what you want me to call you? I'll no, call you I'm whatever sorry. you want. I'll. You want to be? You want to be, honey? Hey, honey. No, I just I have, nobody calls me that. I do. Well, yeah, you do. It's not you like do. I'm just. I'm not doing it for the show. I do it. I was just wondering. You thought I was doing it for the show. If you think back to our times of our days of work, there was yeah. plenty of Gabriel in there. Okay, I'm sorry. I, inter- I totally interrupted your train Yes, of let me get back to my rant, Gabe. No, what I was going to share with you and anybody who's listening to this, my recommendation for you, two days a week, maybe three yep. of news consumption. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be any more than that. It doesn't need to be. It's just... It doesn't need to be any more than that. Yeah. You're not going to miss anything because two to three days, that means Monday news, Wednesday news, Friday news. Right. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Yeah. Guess what? See you Monday. On Monday, you're going to hear everything that happened on the weekend. Yeah. Monday news or Friday news, two mm-hmm. days a week. And trust me, if there's anything that you need to know, that you missed in the days that you didn't listen, somebody going to tell you. Somebody going to tell you about it. If you need to know about it, you're going to know about it. But it won't do anything for your psyche to be consuming news every single day. I don't care what channel it is. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, Channel 2, KRQR, NPR, whatever. Yep. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, I think when a lot... Maybe it's kind of simmering down a little bit at the moment. Um, at least it is for me, but I was watching it a lot on YouTube. And um, when the riots and all over were really getting hyped up, yeah, you know, then I was really in tune. 
with what was happening. Because I don't, you know, I just, yeah, that was just one of those things. Well, on YouTube, if you just continually watch riot videos over and over again and certain in all these different areas, you're going to think, dude, there's going to be a fucking riot. They're coming down my street Any right now. You're looking out your window. <laughs> I th- no, babe, I think that... I think the mob's coming right now. That's what you're going to think. Well, well, and I will say... No, no, listen. I guarantee, and I know you, you it either made you angry or it made you scared. It might have been both. Yeah, both. Right? Mm-hmm. But rarely was it anything new if you were listening right. to it every day. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're listening every day, there won't be a lot that's new. Oh, it's never new. It's just sort of a new, ver- as I could say, it's just, it will be a little bit of a tweak of the well, story. What it would be was, this is happening right now, and then it was like, okay, well, I want to hear the aftermath of, the, of that event, of okay. that riot. Yeah. I want to hear what happened, if anybody got killed, if anybody u- used a firearm, you know. Uh, on someone and were they concealed carrying it properly were they concealed carrying it did properly they did they, could they was it noticeable that they were concealed did carrying? they use it in a just and in a just scenario um and uh yeah that's just me but uh i would be curious about what, what was happening in the moment obviously and how it was affecting those areas and then what had happened after the fact so i would say i was keeping up with what was happening on a daily basis for about three weeks. And um, now that you, I mean, you say that, and it's like, yeah, I was getting hyped. You're getting angry. I'm I was sure you were hyped about it. And, um, and I think I could tell other people, because we live in the Bay Area, that are closer to Bay Area proper, were getting real hyped about it too. Because they did try and do another Bay Bridge shutdown. Mm hmm. And left one lane open though, <laughs> but did a little. I don't know what it, I'd have to pull up the pictures of what it looked like, but they did try and do a little Bay Bridge shutdown. And uh, at the same time, wildfires were kicking off, and there's yeah. some speculation oh, that there's. I didn't mention wildfires. Right. Yeah. There's some speculation that uh, several of them may have been by arsonists. I don't know if that's been yeah. confirmed. I don't know. But at that... the time. Sure. That's what was uh, being talked about, speculated on. And so, um, yeah, for a minute there, I felt like in June, July, August, September, those three months, things were getting heated. Yeah, that's literally. true. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, damn it. Oh, the name of this documentary, Riding the Dragon. Riding, like a horse? Right. Like they're in the saddle of the dragon? They're sure. riding it? Yeah. That you mean, or, or like calligraphy, riding the dragon? Oh, yes, riding. Like, like a horse. Like, like, yeah, like okay. a horse. Like they hopped in the saddle on the back of a dragon? They should have named it Ridden by the Dragon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> written by the dragon <laughs> and fucking pla- and fucking plastered Hunter Hunter Biden's face on the front of it, because that's really what it was about. Written, yeah, or maybe railed by the dragon. So- <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, it's not going so well. No, it's not. It's not going so, so well in that regard. But um, but again, yeah, that's media, and I don't even though 
uh, it's kind of it, the right is sort of pushing that story, like mm-hmm. people on the right, even though the, it came out in the New York Post. I think the New York Post like first broke the story, not a concern, or was that Washington Post? Uh, the New York Post, was, and um, but that they were not the first ones. No, but it was a pretty yeah. prominent story earlier right. this week that, and they're not a conservative outlet. No, and then they get shut down by uh, um, the rest of the media. Basically, Twitter and Facebook aren't going to, you know. You can't see any of that stuff on there. They won't endorse it, you know, yeah. allow you to distribute it, that information. That's yeah. hilarious. But again, even all of this stuff, like, oh, we have compelling evidence, we have compelling evidence. Even that, as much as it might favor, like, the conservative side or it might favor the conservative voter, I, I'm i still not, I don't, I'm like, oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. That's, that's, yeah. that's my approach now. I hear any news, uh, I'm not making a judgment based on the first thing I heard. Right. No way. Right. Not going to do it because it, the story just changes way, way too much. I, um, I, one that I really, that I've been, uh, one, uh, person or thing, entity on YouTube that I've been really liking is called the California Insider. Mm. And it's by the Epoch Times or Epoch Times, E O P E P O C H, Epoch, Epoch. Um, and uh, I've been really liking what they've been putting out. They've been they've been doing these little twenty and thirty minute interviews with people in local um, local city officials. Uh, that are kind of expanding on the public pension of cities and why different cities are going bankrupt and just the bureaucracy that they have to deal with in California. And um, uh, they had a he had a guy on there talking about uh, a bit of the wildfires and why they're so drastic and mm-hmm. out of hand here in Cal. All sorts of different things. And su- it seems super, super, super neutral and balanced. Now, that being said, I did. A, I wanted to do a little research and see who owned the Epoch Times. Epoch Times? I think it's Epoch. Epoch. Um, I'll have somebody fact check and that. Because a lot of several of the things that, it, that they've put out are extremely critical of China mm. and have kind of... Um, lifted the veil on some of the bullshit that they, the fuckery that they do. That China does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Within China. their own, within China. their own uh, state, and and here in California, mm. um, because they're they're apparently very intertwined in California and uh, business and real estate. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. All that stuff, and even entwined in the public system and the public sector, and how they have a, an effect on that. And um, and so I did a little research. So I'm like, all right, who are these dudes? Who are these? You know, I don't. I just want to make sure I'm not drinking someone else's Kool Aid. And there, it, there's speculation that they're owned by this group called the Falun Gong, which is kind of like a Chinese. Um, yeah, they're Chinese, but they're more, um conservative like uh, neutral um, Chinese 
people, like, I guess, group. And and it's a religion. Okay. The Falun Gong, I think, is a religion or, or a belief system. Um, but it's very uh, egalitarian, let's say. It's not communist okay. uh, Chinese doctrine. Gotcha. And in fact, uh, they are part of um, their, those people that believe that or practice that are actually are part of the people that are being prosecuted uh, along with the Christians in Hong and Kong, the, in the Hong Kong, yeah. and the um, the Uyghurs and uh, several others. Yes, they're Chinese communist defectors, likely. Right, right. Yeah. So, I a part of me is wondering if what they're putting out is like just you know retaliation. Mm. Um, but I have a feeling that it's probably leaning on. So the that's side the of California truth. Insider. It's called the California Insider. Okay. And they've done gr- they've done really really interesting. And how are they connected minute. with the Epoch Times? Or it looks like the California Insider is like a is like a subsidiary, a branch off that are that's doing yeah a subsidiary maybe that's doing these one on one interviews with um, uh, with people okay. sit down interviews with people and about all sorts of different shit. I okay. love it. It's been very help- yeah very man. How sweet it would be to our our ears yeah if the media the news the journalism right could just be journalism and just or, listen uh, or, or yeah. yeah if it were media middle medium middle of the road yeah center right no agenda facts well and that's the great thing is that the the guy that is doing the interviewing he asked he barely talks he introduces the guest. He asks of he asks may asks maybe one or two questions. Other than that, he's giving you the mic. Okay, and you're going on. You're give that X Y Z person is giving us the freaking rundown on whatever it is that they're into, whatever it is that they're there to talk about for frick for thirty freaking minutes. Hmm. And um, yeah. Anyways, very. I've liked it. Giving me some insight on the goings on around here, Gabriel. You mind if I call you that, Gabriel? Yes, call me Gabriel. I don't think you like that. I think no, you're. I don't care. No, I think you're not being fully honest with me. I when you said I don't care, you also looked down into the side. I don't care, Gabe. No, you do have a history of calling me Gabriel. So now that you just said Gabe, it actually sounds weird. So. Continue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when I re- call your name to you, it's Gabriel. Yeah, if I'm most saying, hey, I'm going to go to Gabe's house, if I'm telling my wife, Gabe and I are going to record a podcast, I don't refer to you as Gabriel to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's my, it's just a term of endearment along with. I don't know. It just helps me formulate how I think about you. That's fine. Do I sound like your mom when no. I call you Gabriel? No, I'm just not used to it. You're just the only person that does it. All right. But I, that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe your wife does too. I think your wife does sometimes too. I think I've heard it. I don't know. Yeah, she does. She does. Anyways. I did let out a big old yawn, bro. Yeah. That's fine. I think my brain's shutting down. If anybody ever thought it started up, it's all right. <laughs> I'll end this bitch.
I don't want to I don't want to lead you down a road where you might say something you didn't properly uh um you didn't want to commit to. That's fair. Why? Did you have another question? If you have another mm-hmm. question, you have a question for me? I have you a couple. But No, dude, I'm just I feel great. That's good. <laughs> I feel good too. <laughs> I, feel I just can't. I just can't say enough good things about this damn beef liver, bruh. That's true. <laughs> no, that's so true. And I'm. I haven't taken the strictly beef liver supplements. Yeah, it's the beef organs. But I think I'm gonna take the same amount tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I want to see if I have a similar do you, uh, physical. Do feeling. you eat breakfast? Yeah. So I had breakfast this morning. Okay. And um. I had the supplements with it too, mm-hmm. and it kind of toned it down a little bit. Okay, I, um, I could imagine that was probably the case. Yeah, because it's it was kinda, very light. Yeah, very light breakfast. But that other yesterday, um, yesterday I didn't eat anything, and I had gone out to the city, and uh, didn't eat anything all day, and I was contemplating skipping dinner. And I was ready to go for a run. He's ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Now, I felt a little bit of a, um, not a buzz. I just felt pretty sharp, I felt like. I felt, yeah, I had good energy. And it's Thursday, four days into, you know, pretty heavy work week. Right. Um, But I was ready to rock and roll. So, and I actually broke up the, um, anyhow, I don't know. I mean, we could keep going down that. Uh, yeah, I don't trail. Maybe keep, we yeah. maybe we could talk about that more on another podcast because I think uh, um, that's sort of something that we sort of hobby in, if you will. You know, yeah. whether you know food and yeah, um, we didn't even talk about Saladino, right? But uh, no, in light of our conversation on this episode, guns debate. Um, I don't remember what else we talked about, but um, I think the Most of it. you know the debate being the and uh, politics and the campaigns and all that stuff, voting day coming up. I just want to uh, say, don't let it ruin your day. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is right. a big deal, and it's important, but it's also not the end of the world regardless of the outcome it's just not i just want to kind of reiterate that not that i think you necessarily need the reassurance but uh in case you know we have someone listening to this and they're just maybe up in arms or frustrated or sad or um they might be scared or excited or whatever but hey for the ones that think it's going to be awesome it's not going to be as awesome as you think yeah. And the ones that, for the folks that think the world is coming to an end and it's just, we can't have this person become president. Yeah. We can't have this person as president or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not the end of the world. Well, it might be though. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And, uh, I don't if, think you do. No, I do agree. Um, <laughs> I think it's a slow fade, though. And but that also could be my uh, youthful ignorance too. You know, you're ab- you're actually right in that. 
to be more accurate, it is a slow fade. Yeah. It is more of the um, method by which you boil a frog. Right. It is that's that's actually what what's happening. And so, I I'm a little inaccurate. Yeah, I will be. I'll admit that. But yeah. if we're going to boil the frog, if the frog is being boiled, mm. it's done at a very slow pace. You don't turn the heat up high. You turn the heat up very low, so that he doesn't notice the change in temperature of the water. Yeah. It just slowly increases until they become docile, sleepy, lethargic, allow comfortable. you to be comfortable. Mm, this like a hot why tub. would I why would I leave this pot of water? Yes. Do what you will with me. On the other side, if you were to turn <laughs> that heat up really quickly, right? It's gonna get hot so fast and like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm not yeah. putting up with this. It's too yeah. hot. Yeah. Right. Hodge twin style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> that is going on. But the good news is, is that's really slow. Mm-hmm. Not that we want to be on a slow train wreck, but it allows for enough time for someone to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not that frog. Yeah. We don't want to boil that dude. Yeah. Turn that baby off. Yeah. We're going to let the frog out. He gonna live. I think we should boil AOC. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, folks, next week episode <laughs> on boiling AOC. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I do. Yes, yes. I'll just say yes. And what I'll add, uh, uh, something that I learned while we had this little chat, is that we do our expectations for our national government are way too extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely true. And instead of directing it at the, at the national level, refocus in at the local level and start directing those expectations at a local level. And that's where, if you are doom and gloom and you think the world's going to end, um, we're both going to agree that's not a wise course of action. Right. But if you are called to action by the possibility of that, I would, I think, you know, I would suggest for myself and for others that uh, to refocus that on a local level. Because that's where that's where the greatest impact is in your in your um, everyday yeah. life. That's where the sausage is getting made in front of your face. That's true. Real time. That's very true. Not in an hour long debate. So, um, and with that, I'd like to say thank you again. You're welcome. And just so everyone knows, I think you're just going to be a regular, right? Let's do it. I'll be and, here whenever you want me here. How about that? I mean, I yeah. Are we co-hosting, Gabe? I I just want are we you calling to it feel, co-hosting. I want you I to know. feel like I want you to feel take have some ownership. Okay, of it. boom. You know, I'm buying in. Okay, cause I'll cause I'll just keep doing it and just say, yeah, I got this. I got my own podcast. But if you're if you tell me if you say, hey, yeah, I want stake in this, you got it. 
Okay? I'm giving it out. I'm giving my love to you. My love to you, baby. Okay. Giving my love to you, my love to you. Oh, yeah. Singing it into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got to say what up, man. And maybe you don't actually want to be because as I'm finding out, people don't actually want to come and talk on a podcast. I'm here. But guess what? All you people out there ghosting me, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm coming for you. It's Halloween, I'm and I just got you. ghosted on Halloween. And I'm coming for the others too, so you better watch out. Well, and on next week's episode, we're gonna talk with Gabriel about his most favorite Halloween costume ever. Okay. Okay. Would you like, yeah? Is that a yeah, good, uh, sure. is that a good foreshadow? Yeah, it'll last about five minutes, but it's a good to keep to say. I'll share. You know what? I might want to find out what that is. I'm going to listen to the next. I have my favorite costume I ever had. Okay. We'll talk about it on the next episode <laughs> for the Halloween edition of yeah, the I podcast. Guess that would be pretty close. All right. Okay. Love you, Drees. Love you too, Gabriel. And, uh, everybody else. If there is anybody else. Yeah, if you listen to this and you made it to this point, give the podcast five stars. (laughs) Yeah, you do. I don't feel good about doing that stuff. You have a history with media. You do it. Yeah, no. um, As they say, you know, rate it five stars. Rate that little subscribe button. Five, though? Five? Here's the thing. We, let's, if we're all being honest, improvement. If, if we're all being honest, we know it's not worth five stars. Yeah. But we're trying to have a good incentive to keep doing this. And so just going to give us the five stars for the, the fact that we like you. Yeah. And um, you like puppies. Yeah. And if you like puppies, give this five stars. Because yeah. if you don't, we're going to think that you don't like puppies and you wouldn't want to be the person known as not liking puppies. Yeah. Okay? Right. So that pretty much settles it. Also... Click the subscribe button if you're listening to mm-hmm. it on the Apple Podcast app mm-hmm. um, or whatever app, wherever you can kind of click a little bell or whatever it might be. That'll you'll get a notification that says "We never knew" has a new podcast they just yeah. put out. Boom, and you get to listen to it. And we'll do our best to not let you think it sucks. Yeah. Yes, I will. All right. And that's a guarantee. <laughs> and you can take that <laughs> to the bank, <laughs> the blood bank. Uh, right on. All right. Night.